This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. For Meraki Minds, stories from inspiring women, with your host Ami Pagdal. Hello, Kiara, and welcome to the Meraki Minds. I'm Ami Pagdal, an integration technology specialist who is very excited to share the journey of opportunity, challenges, solutions, and guidance from the wonderful people around the New Zealand. Meraki is a Greek word that describes immersing your soul into whatever you do with an absolute passion and undivided attention. Siva works as Associate Director in the Strategy and Architecture space for the PwC. She is a woman in tech advocate and enjoys mentoring young and aspiring IT professionals. Although she graduated during the period of global financial crisis, 2008-2009, she managed to secure the job offers from four different companies. She landed as a Java developer in her very first job where she developed a deep passion for coding. Her team came first nationally in the Google App Developer Challenge in 2012 for developing a cloud-based web app. Over the years, she realized her strength in innovation and big picture thinking and took a different roles in architecture and leadership space. She was recognized as a rising star in the Resilient News Movement in ICT Awards 2018. Unlocking new business avenues through innovative technology excites her, she is a strategic thinker with a strong technical background. She aspired to be a strategic leader in the future where she could connect business technology and people towards a common vision. More importantly, she aspired to support youngsters, especially girls, to embrace IT with a lot more clarity and confidence. Hey Siva, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thanks Ami. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. So you have a really great journey from being a developer to being an associate director at the PwC. But what you wanted to be when you were a kid and how did it took place from the like university being the first job and where you are? Uh, yeah, I guess when I think of my childhood, one thing that strikes me is my mom's advice where she said, you need to grow up to stand on your own legs. Uh, I think that edged in my mind. But as a child, I had very uh, limited options um, that I considered. One was being a teacher. I guess that was because my friends said I was good at teaching difficult concepts. And the other was software engineering. I guess I um, learned about it when I was 13 or so. And um, from a from a young age, I was attracted to challenges. I uh, first heard about software engineering when I was 13. Um, and um, I, that attracted me um, because I guess I was attracted to challenges from a young age. And um, at that time, banking or accounting didn't sound very challenging, but this was. And another factor was that uh, the whole process of getting into software industry was also challenging at that time. Unlike now, you had to be a top, uh, get top, score top marks in school and so in universities to get into, you know, the top um, consulting companies, etc. You, we, we all know that that's not necessarily true. You don't have to be good at academics to be a good software engineer, but that was the process at that time. So all that, I guess, appealed me and so uh, 
software engineering or IT seemed to be a natural uh, career path, I guess. And what was your first job and how did you land your first job? Um, that was an interesting story because I graduated during the global financial crisis. So the number of companies that came to campus for recruitment was very was declining uh, due to recession. But uh, the irony was I ended up with four job opportunities, um, but that was not intentional. Um, the first job uh, that came to campus was a big consulting firm, and they recruited around 1,500 students out of 3,000 students. Um, but due to recession, they couldn't pro offer jobs for everyone at the same time, so there were delays. And I couldn't afford to wait for uh, that long. Financially, I had to go and work, so I had to find other opportunities. and. Uh, one um, advice that I got from my seniors was that um, big consultancy, there is very limited choices that you have as a grad um, in big consultancies because you may end up being in the bench or you may end up in a gig where you just do documentation, etc. So you may not be able to kickstart your career in development or testing or whatever quickly enough. That I, want, I wasn't sure if that was true or not, but that just uh, struck to me. So I was uh, looking for different opportunities as well. So I came across this company called American Mega Trends, and um, they were a relatively small size company, and they wanted people immediately. So I thought I'd give it a try. What I really liked was their interview and their testing process, uh, which was a bit scary in the beginning because they asked us to write code in the paper. And I wasn't sure if I was good at coding at all. But during the interview as well, I, we were asked to write code in the paper, like file pointers and all that. But what I really liked was the interviewer didn't sit back and stare at us uh, writing code, but actually helped us through the thinking process, like help me. Um, so he asked me to think out loud and he was giving hints and he was helping me solve the problem. And that's when I first realized that coding was not coding was actually problem solving and it had some logical uh, thinking behind it and that even I can code. So ironically, it was during interview that I got confidence about coding. And um, when I got into the job, I really loved it because I got a lot of opportunities to look at the end to end life cycle of software development, right from design to because it was a small team and a smaller company. Um, and I also was fortunate to be with so many good uh, uh, like minded people around me. So we took part in hackathons and coding competitions and all that. So I really became very passionate about coding. And uh, as people say, the first job really makes a difference. And for me, I was really privileged enough to have a good first job to start my career. Instead of your journey, you actually even participated in the Google competition and win that competition. So can you tell a little bit more about that as well? Uh, um, yeah, we were, uh, I guess at some point we were pretty much bored just doing Java um, and we want to try out new technologies. In 2011, that was when people started talking about cloud platform as a service and um, JavaScript technology started coming out like Node.js and NoSQL database. So we just wanted to get our hands dirty and play, play with it. So we joined some hackathons and uh, competitions and this Google Cloud competition seemed very appealing because we had to use Google Cloud platform and come up with a web app. There were some categories in which you can develop web app. And I think we chose show social media or social networking, one of one of the two, where we came up with a 
uh, Google cloud-based app where people can actually store documents and uh, share it with other people, etc. It, it was a simple idea, but the interface looked very, very nice and um, um, the user experience was awesome. I guess that was the reason why we you know, we were chosen as winners uh, at the national level, but the whole experience was really nice too. Even uh, when when the cloud computing concept was in its infancy, we were able to actually release something to production and see it work was very exciting. And from being like a developer in coding and things, you even moved to in the position of being a leadership table and into architect role. So how was that journey? Um, yeah, that was quite interesting as well, because there was a time where I thought as long as I was in IT, I will never go out of coding. I will always keep coding. But um, that didn't happen. Like I moved to New Zealand as, um, and um, as I grew, uh, there were some moments of frustration as a developer. I saw a big disconnect between um, business vision and what we were doing um, as a developer on a day-to-day -day basis. For example, business would want to digitally transform and they would want to embrace innovative technologies. But here we would be creating new features and legacy technologies. And I would always, you know, um, I was getting frustrated because I had very little influence over bridging this gap or taking any decisions. I had so many ideas at that time. Hey, we could do something different. We could do a proof of concept. And actually, because that's more aligned to the vision than what we're doing now, etc. But I couldn't do much in that space. So all I did was I just ended up asking questions um, in terms of, is this even relevant to the business? Is this going to be useful in the next two to three years and so on? Um, what Where it helped me was that my leaders and my mentors were able to recognize that strength in me, my ability to look at the big picture and my ability to think differently. So what they did was they just asked me to, um, offered me uh, opportunities to start delivering strategies. So they're like, you know this client better, you see the problems, why don't you go and provide recommendations? And I was super thrilled about it. They were small scale strategies, but I was super thrilled because now I have a platform to formally ask those questions. They're not just, I'm not just lamenting anymore, but I'm actually, you know, have an opportunity to make a difference. And so I was really thrilled. And um, that was, uh, that's where I learned that, you know, by, by doing architecture, we have much more responsibilities and the impact we create is much bigger and wider because we get to impact the business directly we get to make big impacts on the technology choices and also on people like we get to uh, come up with some rules um, operating model etc where we could actually impact the careers directly as well so i realized that it was much bigger responsibility than what i thought and i really loved doing it so I think by doing more such strategies, especially for large clients, I developed a good business acumen and commercial acumen. I started understanding how businesses work, how they make money, how technology enables those businesses and so on. And um, th I guess that's when um, uh, uh, last year uh, at Integration Works, they um, they offered this leadership position uh, for me where I was able to influence um, the business decisions to some extent, but at the same time, I also got opportunities to understand about consulting business uh, on, as a whole and contribute to business development, you know, um, get exposure in terms of sales, pre-sales and so on. So that was quite a deep learning and that was a big stepping stone in my career. So I guess my position
action today is a natural succession from there. And again, like you are in the position right now as a director, so how does it make a difference in your life in terms of responsibilities from what you had before? Oh yeah, um, I think uh, what we have now, um, what I have now is a big responsibility, uh, as I said. And also what I, I really like about this uh, particular role is that you you could you have the ability now to come up with you of course work as a team when i say i it's not just me but i have this responsibility to come up with big initiatives and big roadmaps for clients so we get to think about not just today or tomorrow but about the next three to four years and sometimes what's really exciting about this is when you come up with opportunity uh, initiatives or big programs of work you sometimes you know come up with names for them and then when, when it gets approved that name you know becomes actually a big program and people get assigned to the program and they come up with acronyms um, for the program as well and that starts being used by hundreds of people and to know that it's something that we came up with it's you know our brainchild that's actually being um, propagated within the company it feels it feels very very nice and at the same time it's a, it's a huge responsibility yeah for sure so you have like a really uh, different stages in your career. So in those different stages, what kind of challenges that you faced and how did you try to resolve those? I guess uh, although if, when we look at my career path, uh, superficially, it looks very smooth and I was really uh, blessed with, to have good mentors in my career. I did face a few challenges. I, one of the biggest challenges was the fear of not fitting in. Um, and that was mainly because I was trying to fit in uh, to others' definitions of a particular role or particular strengths. Uh, most of the times what I've faced is the first impression that people get uh, when they uh, work with me is that I'm not assertive enough or confident enough. I guess that's because they tend to associate confidence with having a big voice or having the ability to trust your opinion on others, being an extrovert, etc. But I'm not any of those. And when I had to, uh, when I was made to believe that it is those qualities that are required to deal with difficult situations or like difficult customer, um, especially as an architect, I, I became very nervous because it meant that I had to change my whole self. It's not a matter of getting a training or certification to get there. And that sounded very difficult to me. Um, so that was one of my biggest challenges. And the next one, I guess, is something that every woman faces where I, I there was a period uh, where I had my newborn baby and then I had to get back to work with a short maternity leave with absolutely no support. Um, and because my husband had just then started business. So I was there was that period where I used to long for just some time to myself. Um, and I have several photos where I had my baby on one hand and my breast milk pump on the other hand with a laptop and my food bowl all sitting together. My hand was so full trying to work. And yeah, I that was the most challenging yet the most rewarding period, obviously. But yeah, I know that's not challenges for me. It's for many, many people around us. But personally, I found that uh, to be um, a very difficult period to go through. Um, it, it really took a, a big hit on my mental we mental well-being as well. Yeah. And when you was going through those period, did you have any like a mentors or books that 
actually help you to keep going and move forward in your life rather than looking back yeah totally mentors really helped me a lot um uh, one simple piece of advice that changed me was someone said just focus on your strengths and that was like it was a very simple advice we all know that but that's when i realized oh yes i've been just focusing on my weaknesses i've just been looking at what i'm not good at but maybe there's really something that i'm good at um so yeah mentoring really worked uh, really really helped me and i one of the ways i was able to come out of this uh, challenge was um you know this famous quote that it's my favorite quote which says you don't have to fit in you just have to find out who you are that's pretty much what happened to me because once we can attribute our success to luck for once but when you deliver successful outcomes like two three or four times it can't be luck that's favoring you all the time so that's when i sat back and i realized that there must be something in me that's actually helping me do it so what is it i had to literally sit and reflect and it wasn't it was not a one day exercise it took a long time for me to realize what that was but uh, i think in simple words my ability to listen to customers and to bring them on a journey um was definitely made a big difference so i didn't go to them at the end of my engagement to say this is how things have to be done but i engaged with them from the beginning even at the first week i'd go and tell them hey this is what's in my mind what do you think give me feedback i didn't mind being corrected i literally had no ego because i knew i had to learn a lot so i didn't mind getting that feedback and correcting myself and i was able to distinguish between genuine feedback and and you know other sort of feedback where people say oh this is how things have to be done and in which case i was able to uh, address those concerns with reasoning and with a lot of clarity so those little things definitely helped me and i guess another uh, thing was also my ability to simplify concepts this is why i guess i wanted to become a teacher because um i was able to um ask this common question is i'm going to present this concept to this audience and if i can't understand this in one go can they understand if my husband who is not in it can't understand can this audience understand so i would test uh, my presentation with that and try to simplify further and further until it you know lands maybe use examples and analogies and so on so those little things qualities in me to be able to put myself in other shoes and, and um to deliver uh, things for them really really helped me so that moment of realizing my own strengths was like a moment of enlightenment for me it was like oh my god so it's not the certifications and trainings that helping me it's those qualities that i was born with or you know that i developed throughout my uh, life that's helping me and th- that that was a very good feeling because the challenge with uh, having this fear of not fitting in is that you wouldn't enjoy the process you're so focused on outcomes you wanted to get it right because you're not sure that you will get it right um which meant i lost the opportunities to make connections with people during the process to actually enjoy that delivery process as such but um on the other hand when i got that clarity it actually changed my whole personality i knew where my strengths were and i knew where my weaknesses were which meant that i was actually able to enjoy the process and when it comes to moments where i was not really good at um i knew that it wasn't a failure it's just you know i had to put some extra effort or get some extra help but i knew that i would get there so that was a big change um in me and in this whole journey 
what was the time which impacted you the most, which changed you in a completely different way? Um, I, yeah. So if I look at my whole career, I would probably uh, split it into two, um, before clarity and after clarity. So that clarity uh, did make a big impact in my career. Clarity, when I say clarity, it's awareness of my own strengths. And secondly, how those strengths really helped in my role that I was doing. So those two are where really, uh, where the factors that brought that clarity to me. Um, but that I don't think that happened in one single go. Uh, it took a while. It was a slow process of building up that clarity uh, in my mind. Um, so definitely, I didn't have that in my first engagement because uh, when I delivered my first strategy, I was not even an architect officially. So I had to go through a lot of training, um, etc. Um, so it was definitely after delivering three or four strategies, which is when and when I got feedback from my clients saying, especially this, there was this one feedback that um, made me realize that I w that I had some strengths in me, which was, hey, Shiva, you actually have achieved something that we've been trying to achieve for a long time over a long period of time. And that's when I thought, so why did I do that? I mean, there's so many more experienced people that have tried this in the past. I'm, I'm definitely not any better, uh, you know, uh, and why did, how did I even achieve it? And that's when I had to literally sit and look at the difference. Yes, this is a different environment. It's a difficult situation um, for the client. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so I had to literally compare what others did and I did and why it worked in such, in, a, in those particular situations. And that really helped me uh, look at my own qualities as strengths. I was for a long time considering them as weaknesses. I was thinking I was being too flexible, too adaptable. I wasn't just standing on my, by, by my uh, opinion, but turned out that that wasn't true. All I, in my mind, the definition for confidence is not, you know, having a big voice, but it's actually about having clarity of thought. And that clarity came through reasoning for me. So as long as I had good reasoning, even after listening to everyone's um, opinion, that my recommendation was strong or my recommendation was valid, then I would just stand by it naturally. I wouldn't give in. But I wouldn't just stand by an opinion just for the sake of doing that. That was my personality. And actually that seemed to be, a, that actually worked out to be a strength rather than a weakness. So that realization made a big difference. There's a really a different way to look, like looking at the interpreting. So, you know, when you first understand the problem and then you understand it's like, oh no, it need to be looked this way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, you have all this journey, but... Uh, what what do you see yourself like achieving in the next couple of years? What do you see as a, your goal? Um, well, uh, my long-term aspiration is to be a strategic leader where I can actually um, connect the business and technology and make a difference to the business and also bring people along on the journey. That's where I want to be. But I think I'm in, on the right track towards that. Uh, for me, uh, there are two important elements uh, that I look for in a job. One is opportunities to learn and the other is being able to enjoy. And I'm able to do both of that now, um, thanks to all the clarity and the support that I've got so far. Um, so as long as I have that, I'm happy with whatever I'm doing. And if one of those goes away, whether I end up not enjoying my job or when I stop learning, that's when I look at other opportunities. So yeah, that, 
that's my long-term aspiration. But I, another uh, big aspiration for me is to provide some support for young and aspiring individuals to embrace IT with a lot more clarity because I learned it the hard way. I got that clarity only after being in the industry for eight or nine years, and I do not want um, others to go through the same. So if I can be of support, and I had a lot of support through my mentors, uh, I think it's a time for me to give it back as well. So if I can, um, uh, you know, support in any way and actually um, see young people embracing IT um, with a lot more confidence, um, then I think that's that's one of my aspirations as well. And how do you plan to support this youngster to achieve their career goals? Uh, so I can probably talk about what I'm doing today. Like I provide a, a you know, small sort of support to the local community and to the people that I know. And one thing I tell them is like, carry two tools with you every time. Um, one is awareness of your own strengths. And the next one is being aware of the different roles that are in IT. Um, so these two tools will help you find, you know, the right roles, um, the right pathway for you where you can actually enjoy your work. And both of these are a bit challenging. And uh, this is where I think uh, I can support, I mean, uh, I can support people. Like, for example, in terms of strengths, um, as I said, sometimes we women, we tend to look at our own uh, qualities as weaknesses instead of strengths. We may say, ah, oh, I'm too emotional, I'm too weak, but actually emotional intelligence is a strength. It's a leadership quality. So so get, becoming aware of strengths needs support. So what I tend to do is sometimes when people say, oh, I'm, I'm you know, stuck in this particular role, being a developer, I'm not very good at coding, what do I do? And then when I tell them, but you're good at so many other things. See, you were able to organize an event. You were able to bring people together. So that's a strength in you. And then they get to realize, oh, you know, pe you know how uh, people feel better when they know that actually they're not bad at everything. You know, they're really good at something. I've had those moments several times in my life. So it's about, you know, giving it back so that, you know, people can feel a little bit better about themselves. That is one sort of support that I provide. And the next one is, um, exposing them to different roles, especially youngsters, they have this feeling that IT is all about development, testing and coding related jobs, but there's so many other roles uh, and they keep changing as well. So we can't expect universities to cover them all the time. Um, uh, so it's about giving them that exposure. Like for example, if you're really good at uh, trying new gadgets and breaking them, then you can be a good tester. Uh, if you're really good at coming up with new ideas and features for an app, you could be a product owner and things like that, you know? So it's to map their individual strengths to different roles in IT. So they have this feeling that, oh, they have options and, you know, IT is a place for everyone, which is true today. Gone are the days where IT and businesses were so separate that in order to come to IT, you needed that niche coding skills. But today, IT is integrated into every area of the business, which means we need a lot more diverse skills to bring people and technology and the business together. And so literally every skill that you can see, whether it is a soft skill or technical skill, has a place in IT. It's the challenging part is to find the right place that where our strengths can be manifested. And I guess that's the area where I uh, would like to provide support. 
I totally agree there because I personally met the person who actually thought that IT job is all about coding. And I was like, no, it's not all about the coding. You know, there is jobs like a business analyst and a lot more different roles which don't require any coding skills. It's just about managing the business and kind of things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I think we have just been carrying that notion from for a very long time and we didn't we, we don't necessarily keep up with the changing trends that are happening in the businesses today. Today, every business is a technology business. They're just doing different things like, you know, uh, being a bank or being a retail shop. But underlying, you know, what's move, keeping them moving is the technology. Thank you for joining us today, Siva, and sharing your journey. Oh, thanks for having me, Ami. To our listeners, hope you enjoyed listening to this inspiring story. And to continue listening to such wonderful stories, stay tuned and subscribe us. Please do share with your friends and family. 